and as always, uh, I have here with me our consultants to comment on the latest uh, proposals, um, developments for PHP 7.2 or maybe PHP 8. Hello, Arthurs. How are Hello. you doing? Not always. I think last time I skipped, but mostly, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> yes, you had to give uh, some space to the winner of the PHP Innovation Award at 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Christian V that made some time in his busy schedule in the intervals while he's not updating his PDF class. <laughs> Every day he places uh, is submits an update with some improved fixes. Nice. Uh, it seems that it is a class with a great demand, but it's not. Does he yeah. does he do it through GitHub or manually? He, both. Both, I mean, he, he updates in GitHub, and uh, then automatically it gets imported. Yeah, yeah. makes but sense. Anyway, anyway, we are here to talk about PHP, the latest topics. We are going to start precisely making a, a brief overview of the topics. If I can share the screen here, can you see now? Not yet. Loading. Yep, I see it now. Uh, okay, so uh, first we are going to cover just briefly what have been the latest uh, releases of PHP 7 and PHP 7.1. It seems last month there was no update for uh, PHP 5.6 that is in security maintenance mode. Uh, that means no security issues, nice. Or maybe not exactly during that interval, but I think there are always security concerns. Anyway, then we move on to a topic regarding the deprecating and removing bare words. Bare words are sometimes accidents when you forget to, to maybe put a, a dollar sign before the name of a variable. And uh, the current behavior of PHP is to quote it and treat it like a string. That, that can lead to some inconveniences. So the proposal is to somehow change the behavior and uh, remove it in future PHP versions. I had no idea this is really happening. Yeah, because I don't program PHP much these days. Anyway, uh, the next proposal is about, an, I think it is an extension called FFI, Foreign Functions Interface, yep. basically it allows you to call the some DLL or a shared object library. Um, and the proposal, it's not very well formatted here, but here you can read it better. It is about to uh, tell uh, what are the types that are expected for, for uh, functions of those uh, shared libraries. Uh, so if there is a type mismatch at runtime, it could trap it and uh, maybe throw an exception, I think. Well, anyway, this is a proposal. It is not yet RFC as far I could understand, uh, but it is uh, something that uh, is for uh, an extension that is available on Peckle that would allow to call those shared libraries called FFI. The next topic is about uh, the so-called arrow functions. Basically, you could uh, call some code 
it's sort of like macros that you just define some function with some parameter and it will call some short code. Um, it would be equivalent to returning uh, some expression. So the idea is to simplify the way you call your code. The next topic is about uh, HKDF. This is, I confess, something that is not easy to understand because it is related with cryptography and uh, hashing. Uh, and the idea seems to be to define uh, a way to define these um, uh, hash-based uh, functions uh, that uh, often are often no. Uh, I mean, they usually use HMAC uh, scheme. Anyway, moving on to the next topic, it is about uh, using namespaces in core. This is for now a proposal. It is a bit confusing, at least for me. Maybe Arthur has got it <laughs> much clearer, but uh, it seems to define uh, which namespace would be associated to, uh, to core functions, core library, core extensions. Uh, so you could have alternative implementations that would not collide with core implementations but the, the, the functions would have the, the same name. Uh, and finally, there is a topic related with um, uh, extended string types for PDO. Basically, this is something that I do not recall I have ever used, but it is to support uh, national uh, character types when passing parameters uh, of string type to 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 PDO. So uh, well, let's let's start from the beginning and then review what are these topics. Uh, as for the PHP seven, uh, we we had the regular updates on versions, and I see a lot of uh, bug fixes as always because php 7.0 is being actively developed and uh, i do not see anything specific arthur did you notice any important yeah, there, things that may have there are some interesting like mysql ei has a weak in its fetch object uh, function so uh, i think many could be uh, yeah. actually experiencing this bug or right. probably yeah, based on what are you seeing but but yeah as as we said that there were no security updates so these are core really bugs that were really fixed so most probably some uh, users need really to have updated and get those yeah. fixes there are some sex i think at least one set fault fixed which means that uh once you use the fixed code hopefully it will not crash and you do not know why it didn't crash there was one for debug print back trace and uh, there was another for mysql when you would uh, free a result there's another for ldap i don't use ldap but maybe somebody else uses it so it is interesting 
S4 PHP 7.1. Uh, those are basically yeah. the, the same. Should include the same bug fixes plus probably additionally to this version specific. Yeah, uh, th there is also something that uh, we were mentioning. I uh, have not yet understood exactly what it is. It's uh, they added the hhkdf function. So that's the so, same that we will be talking about too. Yeah, we'll be talking. Not that we understand much about it. We are not experts in security. Maybe it deserves some more time to to discuss this. Okay. So now starting to talk about the uh, topics uh, of proposals, RFCs, discussions, we start about with uh, the, the deprecation and removing of bare words. I have not heard of this expression, but after I read this uh, RFC, I uh, understood what it is. Basically, it is related with uh, something that happens a lot, at least to me, by accident. Just like I, I forgot to put a dollar sign in a variable. And uh, if you have an, a symbol like this, and uh, you forgot to put the, the dollar sign, it will treat it like a constant string. And this is not very good because your code will malfunction because it will assign a value to a to a, um, an expression that uses that constant that probably is not a constant and uh, the idea here is to change the behavior so php can catch better these these problems i don't know about you but I think this is probably very useful to detect the usual bugs. I usually do not ship code to production with these kind of bugs, but while you are testing things, um, well, at, at least it uh, it's, uh, like throws a notice. And I am often looking at um, my PHP error log. I, for since many years ago, I do not uh, debug throwing messages to the page output because it can make things confusing. I use the error log yeah. to to throw debug messages. And since I'm looking at the error log, I would notice these things. But uh, I don't know if everybody does that and sometimes could go and notice the, the, these bugs, especially when you are testing some code that indeed uh, you did not run the exact part that you had this bug. So you would not notice until later when you actually run it. Anyway. I, I really can't understand why would anyone really thought that it would be a good idea to fall back such like constants, I don't know, to string. Like, yeah. It, 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 it leads to much more problems than, than it could solve, uh, I think, potentially not, not I don't know, not quoting a value that would make it easier to write or something. I don't know what was the idea, really. I think it, it is to just implement some default behavior 
in the sense that at least the, the script will not crash. Oh. Like, oh, it will not. If it was Java, it will crash with a with a blank page, and <laughs> oh, my script the script is not running. Uh, at least the person will see the script continue to run, but even if it was not working well at all, it would not stop. Then you would you would not panic because put yourself in the shoes of the beginners that are trying PHP and everything they try produces a black screen <laughs> and they say, oh, this PHP thing is difficult. I'm going back to Java. Java is much more, <laughs> it's easier not. <laughs> and uh, uh, I think this is to be friendly with users, but well, anyway, the idea is to throw an exception. So now the proposal is to make it more like Java. I think that's what it seems. Okay, moving on to the next topic. Uh, it is about the the um, FFI foreign functions interface. Basically, there is an extension in PHP called uh, precisely that. That extension is usually in Peckle. But it hasn't been developed for many years, meaning that probably there are not many people using it or not. I don't know. I think this is probably to call DLLs in Windows. Uh, I don't yeah. use Windows. Shared so. objects or, or so for uh, shared object SO for Linux or DLibs for OS, uh, Mac OS or and stuff like that. Yeah, so they expose some um, functionality and the idea is to call it from PHP. So uh, I don't know if there is an example here. Uh, well, with FFI, you would call, call uh, yeah, exactly. a function it, it to return an object. In that object, it could call these functions. Uh, so that, that was in the PHP 5 days. Now in PHP 7, we have more strict types, and people want to do as much type checking uh, at runtime if possible. Yeah, basically they want to do type checking not on C site, which would crash the whole app, but rather on PHP site. Yeah, I just don't know why we we could crash in C. Don't is C C assuming assuming that the values are being passed in right format. I don't know it, how this discussion works because at a certain point PHP has to convert the each values that are passed to the function to native ones. And yes, and upon that upon that conversion, there will be a problem. I don't know how FFI actually works underneath. It's direct binding or something. I don't know. Yes, because I suppose that in C there are functions with a, that have specific uh, number and type of parameters. Yes. And and uh, that when they are called, they expect the types to, and to be right. But to convert it to from PHP, some mm, some uh, function function uh, parameters list has to be built at a runtime to call these functions. So I don't know how this works internally, but at a certain point, there must be some kind of conversion. I guess PHP itself just passes the values 
and uh, I don't know how it would work because in C, for instance, integers you can have different types of integers. PHP assuming that you have an integer uh, of a specific type of a function. I don't know how it would work. Anyway, the idea is to have some kind of configuration that tells that certain functions will take parameters of certain types. Probably this is not the, 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 the syntax that has, has been proposed because uh, well, it's it says something like yes. <laughs> it say specifically. Yes. So uh, uh, what I think is that let me put this screen on front. Uh, probably it will be something like this, but not this because this doesn't make sense. This just is. This is probably this is looks more like a declaration of a function than the, uh, the function call parameters. Probably instead of int a, it would just say hint in uh, probably as a string because hint is not a value, it's a type. Well, anyway, this, the, this is just to describe a bit the proposal. I never use these things. I don't know if they are used much in practice. Maybe it is the specific need of the original poster. Uh, well, in PHP, probably no. Yeah. Uh, there was, I, I remember there was some idea when I needed something like that and there, the uh, difference was either using uh, FFI or using, uh, or make an extension, compiling extension to PHP, which is much harder to do and add, especially if you're on shared hosting. So FFI in this case would work better. Uh, so like you need something, some, uh, C-based algorithm, like I, I think it was for for year for me, but 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 it, which was not available in PHP. Um, but yeah, sometimes you need something like this. Yes. Okay. Well, this is a proposal, not necessarily something that uh, many people will like. Uh, uh, anyway, moving on to the next topic, it is about arrow functions. What are arrow functions? Uh, it's better that I share the screen. <laughs> yep. Um, and the JavaScript developer will know what's arrow function. Really? So that, yeah. does, that, that, does that mean that I'm not a JavaScript developer? <laughs> I don't know. It's quite popular. I see them everywhere in examples and stuff like that in JavaScript now. In Node.js specifically, of course, not not the browser side. But not with this syntax. Uh, I mean, this syntax. This is yeah, the syntax. Well, I don't think you need fn uh, before it. You just put the value, an arrow, and what you return. So expression. You don't need even fn, so it's even shorter than JavaScript. Oh, I think you mean a block of code that is executed uh, while it is being declared, because in the end they call it, <laughs> or not. Because the way this is in PHP, it seems to be more like uh, macros. Uh, you define this macro, will evaluate to this when it is called, not here. It will not be called here. No, no, no. It's exactly the anonymous function that you're using directly. Uh, I think there was a RFC for this that we can use more examples. Yeah, I don't know if there is. Oh, there are. there is an RFC, exactly. Yeah, so you can view, uh, look how array map 
function has changed. It's, exact, it's exactly like this. You define anonymous function only in different syntax. Uh, sure, but uh, this is declared, not called. No, here. no, no. Whatever, whatever you no, whatever you return in array map, as you see. Yes, that's what I mean. Uh, it will declare declare a function with this name, but it will only be called somewhere else. No, no it's not. The, it's it's not the arrow function. No, it's not what you think in JavaScript. I think. Look here. You define this is the de the definition of a, the arrow function, and this is the the call to the arrow function. So you could call it multiple times. I think no, what you no. what you mean I don't. in JavaScript is that you declare some code, and at the end. Uh, you, you only declare anonymous functions like this, and I think the same is in PHP. You cannot reuse it; it's an anonymous function. Exactly. So you can assign it to variable and call multiple times, but you need to assign yeah. it to a variable. Yes, but this this is not an anonymous function. This is a named function. It's you name no, it's... you name it like this, and it will evaluate the code to this. So you can call it multiple times with using this. No, name. you call it multiple times with move to. Because you assigned it to variable mode, you can't call it. Does this is oh, not a micro? I don't know if this. So are you saying this is very confusing? Are you saying that fn is a new a new parameter? It's sugar syntax to shorten name function. It's now fn. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, you're probably right. I also understand this not very uh, the way it is. Uh, it uh, should should be understood because this is a new thing and uh, you need to actually practice it <laughs> before you can use it. Yeah, as I said, so, I know it because it's already in JavaScript, so it's not so confusing for me. No, I can keep seeing this all the time, except it is not called fn. I just declare it. And, yep. And there is no fn prefix. Uh, so I see. So the idea is to, but, but are those calls uh, uh, arrow functions in, in in JavaScript? No, they are just functions. They're just yeah. Uh, yeah. anonymous functions. Yep, yep. And uh, but do they take also parameters? Yeah, you you similarly you define the parameters and expression what happens to them and additionally in JavaScript they also bind the context to. Uh, this object where it was defined to, this, to the same scope or function was defined. So you can reuse anonymous functions in the class quite easily without redefining this, storing it as static variable and stuff like that. So it's kind yeah. of handy. Yeah, I see. So this is to get on par with JavaScript. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, well, I don't know. Because well, the way I keep seeing this in JavaScript, you just declare it and immediately call it. That's what it's more to isolate the the, the context of the, the code inside the function. It's not so much as a macro, because the way it is here, you can you can define it as macros. You can call it and uh, and uh, do some quick replacement. It's typically an expression that is evaluated. It's not a macro because it's not, I mean, a macro like in C, because it, in yeah. C it is a constant. But, uh, okay. In JavaScript, you, I think you can have a proper function body there. You don't have to just return an expression. 
So it's 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 a little more than that too. Yeah. And then they are discussing why they should call it FN or something else because there were uh, in the top 1,000 repositories you find it uses of FN. I mean in GitHub. Uh, so they maybe they will not call it FN but call it some something else. So this is still under discussion. So they probably will consider it. Um, uh, some revisions to this proposal. Not exactly like this. This is not exactly new. There is the first proposal in uh, August, but the topic was rehashed by the end of January, and then they keep discussing it throughout um, February. Okay, moving on to the next topic HKDF, the thing that we are not exactly sure how to describe it because we are not security experts but from what I got because these HMAC functions get uh, get uh, used in, by many protocols I keep seeing um, HMAC uh, SHA-1 maybe SHA-1 not anymore because now Google discovered the uh, one collision, collision. Yeah. oh that will be that terrible Deliberate collision. It's but it was not an accident. They specifically created it, so probably some others can create it too. But yeah, it's, 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 it's still hard. They require lots of GPUs to do that. Well, a lot now. Maybe not a lot in the future. Yeah. And lots of GPUs. How many are those? Are those things that you can buy in the next Nvidia? <laughs> I don't know. Or. Oh wait, you, you also can should consider AMD, right? <laughs> Not just Nvidia. Radeon, yeah, they have Radeon or something. True. Yeah, yeah, they, they, or else they probably your friend probably will kill you. <laughs> uh, that, no, is the, I, I, that, that story of people killing themselves because of the Nvidia versus AMD. Really? That happened? Oh, it's it was a recent story. Uh, I don't know uh, what exactly were the details, but I saw something people okay. killing killing each other because discussions of of, uh, of uh, it's like VI versus Emacs, <laughs> except it is for video cards. Anyway, we are di diverting. It's not exactly the topic here. The topic here is in in encryption. So, do so not yeah, use. In HMAC, you can use any hash function, I think. So, uh, yeah. And uh, as it describes uh, in the other part, I think uh, that was linked, uh, that uh, while uh, SHA 1 could be find vulnerable, as you said, it had one collision, using it with HMAC would make it more cryptographically secure. So, it has some salt uh, adding to it uh, also through the HMAC and stuff like that. Uh, I think, uh, well, the key KDF part is specifically something key, well, uh, key uh, uh, related cryptography, something that you can encrypt and de decrypt or verify that it was encrypted with a specific key. Uh, well, so I'm not sure if that is the, the interpretation because usually HMAC functions are defined like this. And, uh, and they are used a lot in many, uh, many algorithms. 
I mean, yeah. many, many, many protocols. So you just change the, the type of hash, yep. it will re return whatever is the, the hash with uh, some salt or whatever. Um, okay, meanwhile, this function was already added to PHP 7.1 hash hkdf. Um, so there was a, a, a debate whether they should call it hkdf or hash hkdf. It seems that hash hkdf prevailed. So there is nothing else to discuss regarding this because. Uh, yeah, only that it exists, and if you know what it means, then you probably need to use it yeah. because you have a requirement for it or something. If you don't know what yes. it means, then you probably don't even need to need it. It's pro probably you have implemented it uh, with the regular PHP code. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. Is it OpenID? I have implemented an OpenID client and server. Class never published it because, well, nowadays OpenID is being phased out in favor of OpenID Connect, which is basically OAuth 2 with some extensions. I am or, looking for OAuth 2 server side implementation. Uh, there are many out there, and, um, and I know what you would mean. You are going to implement an API, and you need to, uh, yeah. Uh, Authenticate uh, other clients. I have implemented a, a very popular OAuth client class, and I'm sure I will implement a OAuth server class soon because of this new project I'm working on. I'll certainly need um, some some uh, authorization because I'm going to do browser side code uh, instead of doing all in server side. Uh, because when we do, you do that, you make it uh, easier to implement uh, uh, web applications as as native mobile applications True. using uh, using uh, Cordovil, things like that. So I am sure I will be implementing something like this, even before, because when you implement an API for uh, your mobile client, you are also implementing an API for others to use that API if they want to. Most people don't want to just use the existing applications or plugins or whatever. So looking forward to that class, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, OK. Actually, you already told me that in the past. Yeah. I just didn't do that because I didn't have a, a specific need. I would probably do it just to complement with the, the the client class. There are some other um, OAuth server classes, but often I look at them, I don't like the design. They're too complicated. Bazillions of classes to implement something that is simple. Uh, but okay, those are other design preferences. I don't have anything against them, except that they, <laughs> they are not very appealing to me. But I tend to do things that you don't have to take a course to understand how it works internally. It's like, it's magic. <laughs> don't, don't try to understand a world. <laughs> I already have gone through that pain. That's exactly so, what I'm trying to avoid. <laughs> yeah, no, it's painful. And it should be simple, but in the end it isn't. Uh, because there are many variants. Oh, yo, our tokens need to be refreshed. 
uh, you need to support the, that extension that refreshes the token and it must uh, somehow tie to your token storage because if a token is refreshed the old token is no longer valid and you need to save it. Man, that is complicated. And that's why the class that I have developed is very popular. <laughs> People yeah. don't want I keep getting requests, oh, support this API server. And sometimes it's just a few lines of configuration in a separate file, not the class file. And in the end, it's just one class, not bazillions of classes. And there are some subclasses specialized to just change the storage. Like, oh, I don't want to store uh, tokens in sessions. I want to store tokens in a database. Yeah. Then you create a subclass and override whatever you need to do that. But there are some subclasses specialized in MySQL or whatever. Um, anyway, moving on to the next topic, namespaces in core. This I'm not sure exactly how to interpret this, but basically, uh, it is a way to tell uh, which implementation you want to call when you have, for instance, a, uh, uh, maybe an extension like this one given in the examples called Sodium. And they want it to be distinguished from uh, an eventual implementation in user space. Yeah, so user can define any namespace they want. So what if user defines namespace sodium and it already has sodium in the core? You have a problem there. Yeah, but you always have that problem. Uh, it's not the, the namespaces that collide. It's more the the names of the classes or functions that you may have uh, in the whatever is the code that you're calling and the extension. So this sodium uh, extension, I think it defines I'm not sure, but probably it defines classes or functions yeah. uh, that would be global. So the, the default namespace would be uh, uh, PHP, would be like slash, which is the default namespace. But they are, I think the proposal is to, uh, well, this is still in discussion. Because I looked here, there, well, at least there was it was in discussion. I'm not sure it was the, what was the conclusion because I could not read all of those messages. But uh, I think they want to to define certain namespaces, and I think there are several possibilities for namespaces is for PHP extensions. Uh, I don't know. But they are proposing several of them. I don't even didn't even know if this, the namespaces are case sensitive. Probably they are, so they look more like Java. <laughs> you always say that. Well, that is a trend. You know, there are many developers out there that have a secret desire to make PHP more like Java. Well, it's not so secret. <laughs> But, um, well, I think it makes sense. Um, but basically the idea is to make sure that there are no collisions between uh, user land implementations of a certain classes and, and uh, built-in uh, um, extensions. I think that is the, the purpose. Yeah, anyway, like that. 
Moving on, one last proposal that we're going to discuss is extended string types for PDO. Uh, basically, this is to, to build something that I was not aware of, which is when you specify some, some, some parameters that may have national characters. I mean, national characters are non-ASCII. There is the N prefix. And I think PDO did not support this. I'm not sure what is the difference between passing it uh, just like that. Maybe try to do some uh, encoding conversion. This is something yeah. that did not get very, very well. I think the problem is that PDO supports many databases and not all databases require this end prefixing. So only some requires it. So there should be an option to provide it if it needs to be used or do not provide it if it not needs to be used for the specific database and because PDO does not know that. Yeah, but well, it's basically just to prefix the, the value with hand. Yes. Uh, because uh, I really, I'm not really sure when I would use this. Well, nowadays we all use uh, UTF-8 and that's it, right? Yep, I think so. Yeah, I think so. You just put it the field name, uh, field type as a field for KO, I think, or what was it? So, I don't remember. So, what would be the difference in putting a hand before or not? Uh, that's what I don't know. If you put to your field locale to specific UTF 8, like, uh, I don't think it should be a problem, but maybe it still is. Yeah, maybe this deserves to be studied better, maybe, maybe it is something that we should pay attention more. Anyway, it was a proposal sent last month and it is still being discussed, I think. Okay, now we are going to, to talk about the Innovation Award uh, winners and nominees of, uh, I think, December, although the results for the whole year already come out. Last month we recorded um, a separate show with the winner of the PHP Innovation Award, Christian V, that came and talked about his work uh, and why he works a lot, not just to win the award, but develop great components that he uses, many other people use. And every month he has a bunch of PHP components to, to publish and update. But his favorite is the PDF one, the PDF to text one. He does lots, lots of things. Favorite and popular, most popular probably. Yeah, it's getting very popular. And you can see by the number of support threads. Anyway, we are here to talk about the, the nominees first of of uh, JavaScript. Archers, which ones would you like to comment? Okay. Let me first do the compartilartela. Oh, you are seeing it in Portuguese? Yeah, I copied link from you. <laughs> so everything is in Portuguese right now. Uh, don't ask me why this happens. Foca esta compartilando sua tela. You can change URL at the top and reload the page. Yeah, it will reload the Hangouts now. 
I'll just ask you if I don't understand something. So can you see the screen? Yeah. Great. Uh, so the package that I want to comment on JavaScript, JS classes, uh, is uh, JavaScript descriptive statistics. It's rarely we see something like this, but it's really interesting uh, package. Uh, and first one probably need to tell what descriptive statistics here is. And um, basically it's a statistical analysis of the data you provided, but in the sense that it provides some kind of summary, summarize the data, not like learning about it and doing some assumptions, but rather just go through it and summarize some, doing some summarization to uh, know about this data. Like here are the provided uh, examples. Like you can get arithmetic average of the, all the values here. So sum it up and divide it by the count and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, this uh, package was developed by Miguel from Venezuela. Uh, let me see, there are probably examples too. Yeah. Okay, there is no exactly like data to use. Yeah, there is a stat JS. Uh, but yeah, so if you need something like this, that you you could use this package. And he he did not choose any prize yet, yet or did not at all. Uh, or probably at all, I think. Uh, um, there is a small issue that is causing some delays, which is the. The way people choose prizes from O'Reilly, and uh, to make it simpler, the O'Reilly provided uh, a page for that, but it expired in uh, December, so it, they need to renew it, and I'm still. No, I see. Them. Oh, well, they have some people waiting for their prizes, so I'm not sure if his prize was O'Reilly or he did not reply because there are so many nominees, and that I. I I would need to figure out what was this case. Um, just here. Okay, so on my behalf, I also would like to comment on a couple of packages, but first let me... Yeah, on your behalf, you should share a screen. Yes, trying to find what is... It's called Compartio Arteva, if you didn't know. Well, that is the, the, the easy part. The hard part is to actually find how many of these Brazilian windows that I am open, which ones is the right one. So I think you are seeing it now. Yep, I see it. Okay, this one, JavaScript plot graph, uh, a package from uh, Leonardo Moro Pereira from Brazil. Uh, basically, it is a package that uh, it, it can plot um, uh, graphs uh, in Canvas, but using a function, uh, an equation uh, could be uh, something that you provide as a callback, and it uh, will define the values. So could be a linear equation or not, could be something that you just define. So it Some, accepts x and y parameters and, and what you return, yeah. whatever, and it draws t. Nice. Could, could be random. <laughs> and uh, this is uh, an interesting package because it allows you to visualize practically any type of graph, not necessarily something linear, as I mentioned. I was trying to see if there are any demos 
or screenshots without which are always better because sometimes looking at example code it's not that easy but you can see here that uh, uh, it is it is a, a, a plugin you can define a user interface and if I'm not mistaken this one is one that allows you to actually edit the the let the user edit the values mm -hmm. uh, yeah so that's that's okay. why it's so complicated. Uh, well, for people that enjoy doing things like this, maybe it's not that complicated. Anyway, moving on to the next topic, uh, the next package. I mean, the next package that I want to come, but the next topic. Uh, <laughs> because as for the price, I, I'm still waiting. Um, this package is um, called uh, jQuery two player plugin uh, by Emil Kilaj from Sweden and it is a, a plugin to dynamically embed YouTube videos uh, so you could use the YouTube API and embed it yourself or you could use this plugin and uh, dynamically make the player appear so it is nothing hard to, to explain but it is useful uh, it can also make it show the, the screenshots of images uh, of the videos so it can provide a different user interface that may be nicer than the actual traditional embed interface that people are using for, for YouTube. Anyway, this month there are only three nominees and we already talked about the the the, the standings of the, the rankings for 2016 last month because um, the 2016 uh, has already ended but so we can comment already on the 2000 wait uh, 2015 17 oh i think the page is cached yeah so i have to go there no no you were on you were on 17 now i think you were on 17 yeah yes but the, the 16 packages that doesn't have 2017 links yeah so for 2017 the rankings are only considered the nominees of january uh, so far uh, there are three Three developers, Titan first place, Emil Kilaj from Sweden, Martin Latter from uh, UK, and Martin Barker from the UK. Two Martins from the same country with one packet and five points. Then we have Til Wioski with one packet and two points, and Tom Loprod from Spain with one packet uh, and two points. Uh, yes, as for countries, to two yeah. Martins from one country put this country in the first place. Yes, that's what happens. And uh, uh, United Kingdom is first with two packages in ten points. Uh, Sweden is second with one package in five points. Germany and Spain are tied with one package in two points. So, um, since there are not many packages being published in JS classes, uh, the the rankings are more or less predictable. Okay, so we are going now move on to the innovation award um uh nominees of PHP classes in december 2016 there were like 10 i 
11 packages. So we translate like the common circuit. Yeah, let me do the compartiller teller first. <laughs> I think now you you enjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the new language. I'm learning it. Yeah. One screen share at a time. Actually, I already forgot what it was. <laughs> but eventually, we're on. Learn. Okay. Um, so first, let me paint you a picture. It's a night. You are walking outside. You look at the sky, and you see uh, something is shining, flying by, or anything. And you are interested what it is. Um, probably you can distinguish a plane from other stuff. So let's assume it's not a plane; it's a satellite. How would you know? what exactly it is and what its purpose and how it's moving. And this is exactly when this package came into play. It's a NASA near Earth Orbit API client uh, developed by Sergey Pris from Ukraine. And so it can query NASA API to retrieve uh, several types of information about near Earth objects and like uh, orbital data, distances, velocities, and size of it and stuff like that. So. I really think thought it was an interesting idea. I did know that I did not know that such API exists, and um, yeah, I don't know if I you can re request for specific objects under um, like which under you you are under like a specific section of the sky. We need to look at it more. Uh, yeah, precise, but yeah. From what I understood, this is more to um, monitor uh, the next uh, meteorite that you. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, also, yeah. that, that well, actually, that's the main purpose. It's not for planes. Imagine planes. Oh, planes? Are you sure this is? No, no. I'm not sure. I, I, I say, assuming it's not a plane because you could distinguish a plane, but it should track oh, okay. satellites. I think. I think it should yeah. track satellites and stuff like that. Planes, of course, not. They are not near orbit. They are. Remember, Earth. people that said, "Oh, it will be the end of the world because a meteor will uh, hit." The, the planet in the next days. And That's still a possibility. The, and by the time you you got it, there was it totally disintegrated and <laughs> nothing happened. But uh, yes. I think there, there was one relatively recent one that almost hit the ground and it was not that small. I think it was in Russia you know, some time ago. Not not that recent, but not. Probably last year or the year before. Yeah, I saw the videos, but uh, there were no confirmation that it was meteorite. So I really don't know what it was. The explosion was quite uh, big, and lots of uh, uh, lots of uh, houses have the glass shattered in the windows and stuff like that. So it was really messy. But yes, I didn't ha I didn't see a confirmation that it was meteor because. Uh, meteorite no because no one reported that actually something like that approaches the earth so it's hard to tell what what was it so if it was not a meteor what was it i don't know maybe rocket experiments uh maybe uh, meteorites. <laughs> <laughs> no well, i'm not stereo stereotyping i'm just saying that i really don't know uh several years ago here in latvia some company had a uh, commercial prank that they announced that meteorite hit a place here and there were lots of scientists from all over the world and they said no it's just a commercial for our something 
op <sighs> career operating career plan data plan or something like that and and, and the, everyone was so frustrated oh they wanted a real meteor yeah <laughs> or maybe they want a missile from north korea uh, <laughs> i don't know don't uh, don't do that <laughs> <laughs> Do not play with missiles at home. <laughs> okay, and Sergi got one subscription to the PDF edition of the PHP Architect magazine for this package. Uh, so PHP numbers towards conversion. This was not what we talked about in the last month's article. This is uh, number towards, uh, and this was developed yeah. by Haseb Ahmad Basil from Pakistan, and yeah, it it, without, it does what it says. It converts numbers to words, and in many different languages, as you see here, even Lithuanian and not Latvian. Hmm, I wonder why. Yeah, uh, because you did not behave. <laughs> you did not deserve. Well, maybe it's not that different because there are many similar languages there. Oh, it's obviously. Oh. I, I, yeah. There's Estonian. <laughs> You put, ah, <laughs> also, yeah, and they left out the middle. Nice, I don't know why. Uh, I, I don't think the author would know all languages himself, so he probably used some resources and just it was not available for Latin language or something like that, I guess. Yeah, so it's not his fault. Yes, it's my fault. I did not provide resources. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, and yeah, he. Nice and he got one big elephant plush mascot. Yeah, he was the first winner, so he was the first one to get it, right? Makes sense. Uh, yeah, was the, the first, maybe. I don't... Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, the first in the month. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. We are giving elephants for many months. <laughs> okay. Regarding the Innovation Award nominees, that is also we're going to just see how are the rankings for the uh, the 2017 already because we last month we already mentioned the winners at 2016 so oh my uh, god the, I, I just saw how many packages we will come be commenting on yes that was the record it is like 22 and we can take two days off to comment <laughs> this and uh, uh, that that has a reason because I have, I have implemented a new feature that invites uh, uh, to discover packages that authors have not submitted to the, uh, the site yet in GitHub. So I sent several um, invitations, and then I got many many packages being submitted. Many of them were innovative, so it is my fault that <laughs> in January we okay, and I will those. I will blame you. Yeah, and in February they were less, just 17. Uh, hopefully in March it will return to normal values. Anyway, regarding the Innovation Award uh, rankings for 2017, this is more or less the rankings of, uh, of uh, the, the winners of January mapped to the, the rankings of uh, 2017 because there is no uh, there are no other uh, months of, of authors being nominated so on first there is Nahid Bin Ahlar from Bangladesh with one pack and 22 points in second place there are like uh, six 
<laughs> six uh, authors. Asif Ahmad from Brazil, from uh, from Pakistan. Alessandro Italiani from Italy. Uh, Gavin Gordon Markovsky from Canada. Christian B from France. Saul Ashara uh, from uh, Australia. There are and Peter Kauf from uh, this uh, Hong Kong. I almost said Malaysia. Uh, anyway. Uh, they are tied with in second place with one pack and 21 points. Then there is Scott Arsuski and Isvan Dobranente with one pack and 15 points. And, and they are tied with Sergei Priest from uh, Ukraine with one pack and 15 points. By countries, there is a little variation because some there are multiple authors from certain countries like France. Uh, and United States. So the the France has two packages and 32 points, uh, United States two packages and, and uh, 26 points. And then come Bangladesh, Canada, Hong Kong, Italy, Australia, Pakistan, all tied with one package and 21 points in fourth, and in ninth, uh, Ukraine and Hungary with one package and 15 points. And this uh, people, all these people tied is that there are many packages to be nominated, not so many people voting. So please vote on the packages so you help uh, making these rankings more distinguished, not so many people being tied. Okay. Well, we, well with this, we basically reached the end of this podcast. Like to thank you again, Hartas, for coming, and also people that are now <laughs> commenting on uh, the YouTube live and uh, also live coding. We, we are broadcasting <laughs> many places at the same time. I don't know how technology made it possible because I don't have that much bandwidth. <laughs> but it, it, seems, it seems I'm streaming <laughs> multiple times over here. Uh, but okay. Uh, I hope these PHP topics were interesting enough. We are still in the middle of the season. I don't know what exactly is the plan uh, um, release schedule, probably for PHP 7.2 or 8 or PHP 8. I don't even know if it is already decided. I think they are up to decide it. Because when, when I talk with um, Dimitri Stogov, uh, uh, regarding uh, an article about PHP performance and the JIT engine that is working on to make PHP faster. Uh, he said uh, the numbering of versions was not yet decided. So unless I miss something, uh, we don't know yet if it will be PHP 8 or PHP 7.2. But anyway, these are the proposals that are going on. Uh, some are interesting, some are probably addressing the needs of a few people, but that's why they are being discussed. Sometimes they get adoption later. So uh, on my behalf, that is all for now. Bye.